I think it's good to note too that if you are looking out, you know, six months and you don't think that your business is going to improve in that six months, it's usually because of the economy. Right, because there's got to be other levers. If everything is going great and the economy is growing and your business is declining, that's a whole other separate conversation. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step. I'm Trisha. CEO of Belay. Hey guys, I'm Lisa, COO of Belay. Trisha and I have learned a lot along the way. So for the One Next Step, we want to bring you episodes filled with excellent content. One Next Step is here to help you on your leadership journey, to help you run your business so you can also enjoy your work and your life. The hardest thing about running your business is the unknowns. Will the business succeed? What hardships will we experience? Well, I have to sacrifice in other areas of my life to be successful. Yeah, those are all good questions we ask ourselves. And we've asked ourselves the same questions, honestly. Yeah. It's risky, but yet it's so rewarding. Mm -hmm. It comes with great times and challenging times. You take the good and you take the bad. And the good times, those are the easy times to manage. But how do you manage the hard times? in business. Mm -hmm. One of the most common hardships businesses will encounter, of course, is loss in revenue. And 2020 was definitely (laughs) one of those years where most businesses, one way or another, had to suffer through what it meant to lose revenue. So now that we're on the other side of that, let's talk a little bit about what that means. So we know leading a business is equal parts exhilaration and challenge. But as we jump into the topic, LZ, I'd love to hear from you. What is one of the hardest situations you've had to help lead a team through? Yeah. You know, finance is always one of those hard things to discuss. The more that I talk to other business owners, especially new business owners, there's almost this this shame around the unknown. It's a lot of times what they don't teach you in school. I like to tell Mm -hmm. people that, you know, you might go through a couple of classes if you become a dentist that talks about business. Maybe you're an architect. They throw in a couple of things to tell you how to run a business. But there's really no classes that teach you truly how to run this business in a way that ends up being profitable and that you yourself can actually Mm -hmm. get a paycheck. And so I love that we're going to dive into this. I think for me, you know, it is forecasting your revenue. That has definitely been a challenge, especially in current times, you know, the pandemic and what has happened. But there's been other times outside of the pandemic when we had forecasted our revenue larger than, Mm -hmm. you know, we received. And that was a problem because we had also forecasted expenses around that hypothetical revenue (laughs) and it didn't match up. And math is pretty simple. I I love math because it's always two plus two is going to equal four. So if your revenue is two 
<laughs> and your expenses are four, then you have a negative two. And so, um, you know, that to me is, is definitely the hardest area is when your revenue just doesn't come in where you need it to be and you're short and you don't know really what to do. And so I hope our conversation today can really kind of dive into some ways that we've learned trial and error on how to help your business navigate that concern. We have certainly learned a lesson or two about even how we forecast, which right. I know that's not necessarily what we're going to dive into. We'll definitely get into some more practical mm-hmm. how-tos, but I know for you and I, you know, when we're projecting and forecasting revenue and expenses now, we take a very conservative right. approach because it's easier to add to a business than to subtract from a business. So we have kind of always you know, for the last few years, really sat in a place where we know we want to be conservative, even if it seems like it's below trend, but that's on purpose. Right. So that's been a great kind of theory for us to follow mm-hmm. along as we, especially in uncertain times. So if we get into the the kind of practicalness of mm-hmm. how to, so we can, we can almost use this past year as a great example to kind of talk through this. Yeah. So first steps, right? Okay. Where we suffer a loss. Mm -hmm. For for all intents and purposes today, we're going to say, okay, the economy took a sharp turn down. Right now, it's because of a pandemic. It could be other reasons in the future. Um, And your business is declining. Mm -hmm. So... What should? What are the first things we do? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, if you see your business declining and it's not short term, you know, like it's it's you know, it's not just one month, right? And and so that and it's typically going to be you can find a reason for it, right? So maybe mm-hmm. you did not have the revenue that you wanted for one month, and so you're like, okay, I've got some expenses I can't pay. What do I do? You know, really at that point, if it happens in the moment. You want to reach out to your vendors and you want to find out what immediately you can get terms on. So there's a lot of things, little FYI for you guys, not everybody pays their bills immediately. A lot of times your invoices, <laughs> your, maybe even your invoices mm-hmm. that you're sending to your clients have terms on them, 30, 60, 90. Everybody wants to get paid. And so if you make a phone call and go, hey, love the service you're offering. Unfortunately, my, my revenue didn't get to where I needed it to this month. Can I have a 60-day term on this? They're much uh, rather work with you than never see the the money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's an immediate decline in your revenue, think about what expenses you can not pay, right? So there's some things that you don't want to do. Delay. Delay. And then if Mm -hmm. you are already on the hook because they've already performed the service or you've already received the product, then see if there are ways that you can divide up the payments to them by mm-hmm. using terms. Yeah, that's a great first step to make if you're in a deficit from revenue yeah. as an organization. Okay, so I, I like how you talked about the super short term. Mm-hmm. And I think all of this goes without saying that we all also need to be mindful that one down month does not beget a trend. Right. 
Uh, So we've been in that seat before where we're like, oh no, woe is me. We had one bad month. Sometimes Mm -hmm. to your point, Elsie, one down month is just one down month. Right. And it could be seasonal. It could be, oh, because you don't do great business in the summer. So I think first and foremost, not overcorrecting if you have one down month and look Mm -hmm. for the little ways, like you mentioned, that you can kind of get back on top of things. Mm -hmm. But let's say that is not the case that there is a reason to believe we will be having down months. Mm -hmm. For example, the pandemic, where people knew pretty early into March and April that this was going to take a a longer-term toll. And so they were really going to have to do a a total realignment Mm -hmm. of their revenue and expenses. So I know the process we went through, but I'd love for you to share with our listeners kind of mm-hmm. some of the first things we did when we knew, oh, this is not just a one-month thing. We actually have to do a readjustment because we're going to continue to lose revenue for a season right here. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's good to note, too, that if you are looking out, you know, six months and you don't think that your business is going to improve in that six months, it's usually because of the economy, Right. Because there's got to be other levers. If everything is going great and the economy is growing and your business is declining, that's a whole other separate conversation because then you might need additional marketing support. Maybe you don't have the right people Mm -hmm. in your organization. Maybe you are missing a particular opportunity. So I think that, yes, long-term decreases in your revenue are usually things that are outside of your control like an economic downturn. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the real estate and construction market back in 2008. My husband, you know, at that time owned a small architectural firm. We felt it. We knew that business, it was like one day we had business, the next day we didn't, the same way that the pandemic did. Mm -hmm. And so if you know that the market is not going to recover quickly, then yeah, I mean, you are completely reforecasting. And that's what we did. You and Mm -hmm. I sat down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so fresh. It's so fresh. We did. (laughs) You know, Sweatshirts and ponytails and, and yoga pants. Yes. And we ripped apart that budget. We did. We did. And we said, realistically, what happens if half of these clients don't come back, right? Where do we need to cut expenses at? And then it was, first and foremost, we talk a lot about culture on this podcast. We love our team. We want to celebrate our team. Um, unfortunately, we it was more important that they were able to keep their jobs. And so any of the extra things we cut. Any of the events, it was done. Fortunately, the pandemic also helped because it just wasn't that we were being the bad guys. We couldn't have events anyway. (laughs) We couldn't have an event and we couldn't go to an event and we couldn't travel. So it was easy to cut those costs right out the gate. I mean, not easy, but at least we didn't look like the bad guys, right? (laughs) We didn't want to not have those things. So so definitely cutting the events and anything that was more of like a nice to have. And then, you know, next up was any new hires. We wanted to keep the people we had, too. Um, you know, Hiring freeze. Yeah. yeah we, we instituted a pretty immediate hiring freeze. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was tough, too. Um, the good thing is, again, it was an economic downturn. And so it wasn't like we had a hiring freeze and lots of work for people to do. So, again, right. that's a pretty easy one to kind of tackle at that point. And then from there was looking at anything that we had on subscription that we might not need at that same volume. So did we need the same amount of users for an IT application? Was that, no, we probably don't need that. There were certain equipment that we had on the docket to buy. No, we don't really need to buy that equipment anymore. Okay, that's that's pretty easy. And then also, too, is look at any upcoming 
increases in your employee burden costs. So for us, we knew that we had team members that were slated for an annual increase. And we also had to freeze that too. And so those are some mm-hmm. pretty easy, very top of the line things that you can look at immediately to do while still making sure that you're able to keep your current team members employed and trying to boost morale at the same time that you're doing these things to keep the business running and that we're all going to have our heads down so that hopefully on the other side of this, we can get back all the things that we love. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the kind of processes we went through that I think was super helpful is we tried the best we could to re-forecast anticipated Mm -hmm. revenues so we knew how much we had to cut. So we said, okay, if all things remain the same for the next three months, our revenue would be X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Therefore, based on math, we would need to cut this amount of expenses. And then to your point, we kind of took them for those areas, but it also helped us not overcut. Right. Um, And it also helped us put in place a plan B Mm -hmm. where we were able to say, okay, based on the current, what we think is going to happen, we're going to cut these things. However, if it continues or is worse, there's these other things Mm -hmm. that are like the backup plan, the plan B, if you will, of what we might need to remove so that we would still remain in the positive as an organization. So that was super helpful because we knew, and we were able to share that with our Mm -hmm leadership team to say, hey, guys, this is where we're at. If this does not rebound, this is where we're going to have to go. So we really did have like a future worst case scenario plan in place, which I think, you know, having that worst case scenario plan in place is a great move anyway. I think that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that, you know, having a very strong savings account is a great way to kind of leverage Mm -hmm. a downturn so that maybe you might know that the downturn is only a couple of months. Maybe it was just that you didn't get the contract that you wanted. And so you really do see this as a two-month blip. You've got another big contract that you just put in. You really think you're going to get that one. So maybe leaning into your savings account or going to your local bank and getting a line of credit is another good way. Now, I do not recommend That's true. using credit <laughs> long-term because that'll just get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But for these shorter-term losses of revenue, leveraging your savings, and of course, that's even a different conversation mm-hmm. of how to build a savings, but if you have one, leveraging that. Mm-hmm. And then leveraging a line of credit can help you get through too. But ultimately, you got to be able to cut expenses and reforecast a little bit to stay in business during the short term. Yeah, well, and I think like you said about savings, it's just how you would treat your personal life. How you mm-hmm. would treat your life is the same way you should treat your business. You, you want to have a backup fund. You want right. to have a savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to kind of have like six months salary saved, right, in case you're unemployed or lose. You yeah. want to be able to sustain if you have life-changing events personally. And I think the same goes for business, especially now that we've learned a thing or two about how the world and the economy is working. Right. You know, it behooves every organization to think through what is the savings plan we can put in place Mm -hmm. so that if we ever need it, we have access to keep ourselves afloat. Yeah, because at the end of the day, anybody who's a business owner wants to keep their employees employed. 
Nobody. I've never in my time in business met a business owner who just can't wait to fire people. And so you want to keep them employed because you know that ultimately they have families and they have obligations. And so being a good steward of your business means that you have a good plan B, good backup plan to take care of them if there is a downturn, if there's a missed opportunity that you need to be able to keep paying them and keep looking for new business. Yes. And then in, in the longer term, luckily, we did not have to implement any of the things because we did rebound as mm-hmm. an organization past the downturn last spring. But we we did kind of have a plan in place, like what was going to happen if it was longer term. And, and some of that did mean potentially some of our employees going part-time. Right. And what we wanted to do was avoid laying anybody off, but not to the point where that was actually completely unrealistic, where we didn't have work for people. So part of kind of the plan B emergency plan was, if we had to, who could go Mm part-time, if we had to, whose job or function is literally no longer necessary. Not that we ever wanted to get there, but we kind of knew if we had to, we did have that contingency plan set in place. Yeah, when I think if you really believe this is going to be long-term, then it's time for your business to pivot. You know, no business can go 12, 18 months losing revenues month after month after month. Um, That's the opportunity where you need to look for a different service line you need to look for a different mm-hmm. product. You need to start repositioning your business in another area that's not declining. And so I think that having kind of that ace in your back pocket too to say, okay, you know, the pandemic, here we are, we're almost a year into it, and I'm a restaurateur, and I still can't have the same volume of people come in my restaurant. So now I'm going to, you know, look at takeout. <laughs> take out right? all day long. We need drivers, yes. right? It changes the way you do business. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe, you know, mm-hmm. you there were certain dishes, you know, menu items that you had not added, but you know that you've got a fellow restaurateur down the road who used to be great at selling burgers and unfortunately they couldn't eat their doors open. Now there's a gap in your community to create a hamburger. Maybe that becomes where you can add some additional revenue. And so I think that long term, it's not only about cutting expenses, but it's about reevaluating what types of products and services you're offering so that you can increase your revenue. And I think, um, you know, again, back in 2008, when there was the housing crisis and construction and architecture was really falling by the wayside, I mean, that's when they had to get really creative and consulting Mm -hmm. services became a thing. You know, it became more about, you know, that's when a lot of them were buying up homes and buying up property so that they could keep that in their portfolio because they knew it wasn't going to stay that way forever. And there was an opportunity, but you've got to get creative. You can't just sit back and wait for things to turn around. You always have to be proactive. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, you really can only sit in that season for a short amount of time. Yeah. Before you do literally, you, you're, you're bankrupt or you're, or you're mm-hmm. running out of business. You can't, you can't run a negative producing organization for very long. So I think it's, it's great advice for anybody out there who's seeing kind of a downtrend for any extended period of time that it is time to rethink. And you don't want to wait too long Mm -hmm. where you're so far past the point of recovery. So I think, you know, being swift yet mindful is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that we practiced that worked for us is that we were very quick to make adjustments when things started not going our way financially as an organization. And I think because we were able to act fast, that we were able to save a lot of heartache later on 
because we did pivot very quickly. And sometimes that can be hard Mm -hmm. um, to make those fast and hard decisions, but sometimes it's really necessary. And I think as long as you're not overcorrecting and throwing the baby out with the bathwater, it's wise to also understand that timeliness and and all of these kind of things are, are really really important. Yeah. And I think it's also worth mentioning that, you know, we've kind of focused on the pandemic economic, you know, choices, or perhaps you are in a business that there's a lot of competitors. And so you kind of feel that a lot of competition, your revenues are going down, but you could also have a leadership problem. And this is something that happened in Belay. We, we had a leader. We mm-hmm. saw, you know, that our business was changing and why is this happening? And, um, and we had to make some, some swift moves there, too, in the short term. And so I think that's something also not to be overlooked is that in large corporations do this all the time because they have shareholders to make happy. I don't know why there's such a disconnect. It's really easy for people to look at big corporations and go, oh, yeah, they're losing money. They probably need a new CEO. When you're running a business and you go, oh, I'm losing revenue, you never think, well, maybe I got the wrong people leading the company. <laughs> so, you know, look at your leadership, too, because that yeah. definitely has an impact on your revenue. And you might need some fresh perspective in your organization. Don't keep people around that can't move your business forward, too. So, Yes, amen. And one of the things we did to counter that was last spring, we actually created a new position here mm-hmm. that was a vice president of revenue. Right. Because you know how important someone being focused on the money that comes in the door um, was going to be for the future success of our organization. And I feel like that role and the the amazing talent we have sitting in that role, our VP, Lisa Seal, has absolutely made a difference. Yes. That, you know, having the right people on the right seat of the bus with new or interesting roles can absolutely change the trajectory of your business's growth, sales, up and down. So you may yes. have people that are are um, pulling the organization down, but you can also add people to your organization who really pull it up. So on both sides of the fence, I would say we've seen both scenarios. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things we did in spring in the midst of all things was we, we need a new point person. And that role will benefit us out on the outside of that mm-hmm. is benefiting the organization for, for the future because at the end of the day, we're all in business to be in business. And so we all need revenue. Yeah. Well, and I, and two, I mean, you just said it, we're all in business to, you know, be in business, right. To, to earn <laughs> revenue. And so I know what I see a lot of times in smaller organizations, even up to midsize is that the people who helped you get to where you, where you are right now may not be the people who are going to get you to the next season and to the next level. And so you have to realize that it's not personal. There has to be a little bit of a disconnect there. You could really like them as a person, love them as a friend, but if they are not helping you advance your business, then that's a bigger problem. And so really find ways to make sure that the people you have on your team, that you're not making emotional decisions, which comes into EQ, EI. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, you have to have a really healthy, you know, EQ to make these decisions about revenue and about growing your business. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So how do you balance that as our CEO? How do you balance being caring? How do you balance um, wanting to build trust in the organization and at the same time casting vision and sometimes casting vision about making big changes in the business that other people might not understand? 
Yeah, I think it is just having equal parts, or at least what we strive to, is have equal parts of um, employee satisfaction and employee performance, Mm -hmm. that those things are equal, that our culture matches our growth mindset and high-performing team. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times you see organizations that are heavy in one or heavy in the other, where you may see an organization that's really culturally minded, but they're so culturally minded that they're kind of like, ah, the results are the results, and they're not so focused on them. Mm -hmm. And so you might see that they're less successful. And whereas you could have businesses that are the other side of that coin, where they're so focused on results and the money and the KPIs and the performance that the culture suffers and people don't love their jobs. Right. So either scenario is is a lose, yeah. right? You're either having high turnover because people don't love their jobs because you're so results in their face mm-hmm. and turnover is really expensive. Or you're so high culture, you don't pay enough attention to the results, you don't get the results. Right. (laughs) So the results don't just come. What you pay attention to is what you will receive. So I think we and I try and do a really good job at marrying both of those things. Mm -hmm. And it can be done, that they're equal. If you were to put them on a a scale um, next to each other, that they would balance, that we would have an equal amount of attention paid to the performance of a team member as we do to the care about them as a person and that it's not outweighed. And I think if you can find that perfect balance as an organization, then you win and then you have employees that feel cared for, but also very accountable to do great work. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't operate as a business on a negative cash flow for very long. So no. you've got to, no. you've got to cast vision. Results matter. Results I mean, matter. Explanation point. <laughs> Sorry. They just matter. Yeah. And so if you if your leaders or your leadership team are not in that school of thought, you might have a gap. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, as always, we want to give you one next step to take this content and apply it. Today, it is super easy. We just spent 20 minutes exploring how to navigate a loss of revenue. Something no one wants to think about. I know, I know you don't either. But that's exactly what we want you to do today. Yeah, so spend some time today or this week reflecting, asking questions, and seeing if there's anything you need to do now to protect your business in the future. Do you need an advisory group to review profit and loss statements? What are the things you need to put in place so that you're better prepared if a loss comes your way? If you like that idea, outline what that would be and start some conversations. Also, visit onenextsteppodcast.com to review the show notes and spend some time reflecting. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, LZ, for the awesome conversation. Mm. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Yes, and start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.